clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Authentically You. It's where I am in Canada. It is a bright, sunny day. Spring is coming. And I just want to say how amazing it feels to be in spring, to be out of winter. I don't know. I know there are people who love winter. I I hear that. I come from a town, really small northern town in Canada, where snow is wild. There's so much snow. And this year was like one of the top records of them actually having snow. Like they still have snow today, but I now live in an area that does not get that much snow. Winter's not as cold. It's not as snowy and I love it. And so I'm not a person who likes winter. And so I'm extremely grateful that I am here and it is May and I am loving the sunshine. My dogs love it. We all love it. And so it is incredibly powerful how impactful weather can be on your mood and your overall just mental health. And I just want to acknowledge that. I'm sure if you're listening to this, there's definitely people who are agreeing with me. Some people, they're like, no, I love winter. Um, I love hot. I love the hotter, the better. I, some people I know don't like summer. Like some people love spring because it's not that hot, but I truly love hotness. Uh, so what are we here to talk about today? I really want to talk about this. Uh, it came up in a session with one of my clients around how do I get my needs met with my partner. So how do I get my needs met in a relationship? And I want to talk about this because it also is something that I've done a lot of work on myself. And I think that it's a lot of confusion around how we actually get our needs met and what needs our partners actually responsible for. I put that in quotations meeting for us. Like what, what is their responsibility in this as well? So I think the bottom line to start out is that a lot of us grew up in environments where our parental figures, guardians, whatever that looked like for you, didn't know how to communicate their needs or, and, or didn't know what their needs were. So those are two separate things. And we're going to talk about in a minute, but I think that baseline a lot of people don't understand how to ask for their needs to get met and this impacts the relationship. And so if you were raised in an environment where your needs, sorry, where your parent figures were not directly asking for their needs to be met, whether that was with their, them, their partner, your other par- parent figure, whether that was with their friends, you, anything like that then you, you've obviously learned the pattern of not directly asking for your needs to be met. And usually what happens in this situation where someone is not assertive enough to ask for their needs to be met, it usually comes out in some sort of passive aggressive way. And 
Um, I, I have this side note. I just want to be funny for a second. I don't know if anyone else watches Parks and Rec, but there's this part where, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, but he's like a really funny character. And he says, it was, they were passive sometimes and they were aggressive sometimes. I wish there was a term for that. And he goes, it's like nicey meanie. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't ask for your needs to be met, either you know what I'm talking about or you don't. If you don't ask for your needs to be met directly and assertively, then it's coming across as a nicey meanie way, AKA passive aggressive. And for me, this is definitely something that I used to engage in a lot because this is something that I was taught and modeled in my own childhood. And this is what I was talking about with my client because we're working on together on her becoming more assertive in her life and asking for her needs to be met. And I know that coming with that, it's really uncomfortable. And so that's why I really wanted to pop in here and have a conversation about it. Um, you know, if someone is coming across in the passive aggressive manner, it's because they haven't had their needs met nor asked for their needs to be met. And now they feel like they need to ask for it in a more aggressive manner. You know, they might think that my partner doesn't care about me. They don't know what my needs are. They don't understand me, you know, and so I have to be more aggressive about it, or I'm just holding all these emotions in that I am now they're leaking out of the, the boiling pot because I haven't expressed them earlier on, or you'll see sometimes where, and this is a part that I've been working on as well. I talk with a lot of people actually, and a lot of women really resonate with this is that they expect their partner to read their mind. They expect their partner to just know intuitively what their needs are. Right. So this usually comes, like I said, from a place if you were raised in an environment where either where your parental figures did not know how to communicate effectively together. They did not know how to directly ask for their needs to be met. And therefore they either got angry because their partner didn't understand what they needed in that moment, or they became passive aggressive in how they asked for this. And so if you were raised in an environment like that, usually what happens is into adulthood, you start to repeat this pattern and this is how you learn to communicate. We learn to communicate from the people we were modeled by. And this, if you were modeled this and you're listening, and you're resonating with this, then you know exactly what I'm talking about here. And so I am here to break a hard truth to you. The hard truth is that you cannot have a partner who reads your mind. No one can know what your needs are unless you ask for someone to meet them. And I say this because myself used to be included is that if you think that your partner should understand you inside and out and know what your needs are at all times and be able to meet those needs at all times, you're always going to feel let down. You're always going to feel like you're never good enough, that this person doesn't love you enough, that you don't mean enough to them, right? You can understand where this narrative goes and can go if you expect that they just need to know what your needs are. And so in order to get our needs met, we really have to do two things. And the number one is the most important because a lot of people don't know this one. And number one is that we actually have to understand and know what our needs are. We have to be aware and have this, this sense of self-awareness as to what my need actually is, right? And this is a big one that I work on with because so many women don't actually know what their needs are 
What are my values? What are my needs in a relationship, especially? And as an individual, what are my needs? And this will take some work for one, which is why I do what I do. But because if your emotional needs were not met when your childhood, you know, if you felt in any aspect that your needs were not met, then you won't be clear on what your emotional needs are until you do the inner reflective work on that experience and figure out who the heck am I, right? And so it's not here to shame you, but it's a big factor that we can't expect our partners to meet our needs or even be able to ask for our needs if we don't know what they are. It seems so simple and it is simple, but it's so complex for some people to figure it out because of our experiences as children. And once you figure out what your needs are, you then have to directly and assertively communicate and ask for your need. Number one, to communicate what your needs are to your partner, right? And then also how you need those needs to be met. Because, you know, people will say like, let's use the, the standard, like five love languages, for example, let's say my love language is quality time. Part of that experience is that in the five love languages, you do this quiz with your partner. I don't even fully agree with these, but I, there are, this is a baseline that most, a lot of people know about, but I do the quiz with my partner. He and I find out that my love language is quality time. His is physical touch, let's say. And that's cool. He knows what quality time, but that's a really vague need, right? It's cool. Now I have quality time. I'm not sure what that means. So I need to express to my partner uh, that what my need is and how I need them to meet it and vice versa, right? And so that is the biggest thing we have to do. And so I want to go through some scripting as to how we can ask for our needs to be met. Um, and so essentially let's say you're a person who really needs to understand how they feel and needs to express that. So you could say something like, there are times when I need to tell you how I feel. And in that moment, I would like you to just listen without trying to interrupt me, without you becoming aggressive or defensive or trying to change the topic completely. And if this happens, I would feel a lot closer to you. And so you can see how I am number one, stating what my need is in this situation. I am then requesting that I need them to listen to me. And I'm also requesting that they don't interrupt me or do anything until I'm completed. And I'm also explaining what benefits they and I will get out of that situation, you know? And so this if we don't ask for this need to be met, it could show up as like, you literally don't even care about me. My feelings don't even matter to you one bit, right? So you can see now I have not expressed my needs early on. I'm now getting agitated. I'm now, there's one more thing that's added to the, the pile of things that are making me angry. And then I am now coming out and exploding because my needs haven't met. And I've had this and I work on this consistently in my own relationship, you know, is like, okay, when that happens, if I get to a point where I'm like, you know, my views don't literally matter to you. I don't say that to him anymore, but, um, I have to check in with myself in that moment and think about, okay, what went on there? 
what did I miss in myself, in my own needs? And what did I not ask for? Now that's just one side of the story. This is a, I am speaking about my relationship in my relationship. There is safety. There's ability to have conversation and to communicate. Right. Um, that's not the case for everyone, but this is my experience. Um, let's say that you are talking about a relationship that that person has with, um, their mom, let's say, right. So, um, you could say, you know, I value your relationship with your mother. And I also need it to be okay for us to have some boundaries with her. Is there opportunity for us to have a discussion about this? You know? Um, and so this is a tough one because I think, you know, this comes up in a lot of relationships, parents in law, whatever you want to call them, you know, if there's expectations or there's shifts and transitions in relationships for parents and children, it can be challenging when a partner comes into play. So instead of us just saying like, your mom's horrible, she expects too much from us. She just wants to be over-involved in our lives. Just simply have a genuine conversation about this, right? I value the relationship that you have with her and I need us to have some boundaries as well. Is this something that we can discuss? right? That's a really good one. I think for people, uh, another example would be, and this one is something that my partner has asked me for is that they want me to be more, um, I guess like more show more consistent, um, displays of affection, you know? So, instead of like, you never make me feel desired. You never make me feel like you show me any affection, whatever it is. You could simply just ask for what you need, right? Touching me or giving me consistent displays of affection really shows me that you care, that you're attracted to me. And I would love it if you would hug me, if you would, you know, rub my shoulders, grab my hand on a consistent basis. And this would help me feel really close to you. And I also respect that this might be out of your comfort zone, right? Because there are people, different types of sexuality and different types of sexual levels that people have. And, um, I work with one, with my, one of my clients as well around, like, I just want my partner to give me a hug once in a while. And I'm like, oof, you know, I couldn't even imagine living in a world where I wasn't getting that consistently because that is a need that I have. So instead of being, and just saying, you never show me any affection using an I statement and simply saying, you know, here's my need. I, I really value touch. Here's how I would like you to show me that need is being met. And here's what we're going to get out of that. Right. It's just so powerful. These simple shifts in how we communicate with our partners is just so, so impactful. Um, the, another one I, I want to say is the one where People feel, and in today's world, this is a really common, which is the last one I want to talk about before we move on, is everyone is extremely busy. We are a very busy people in the world. You know, that's how, unfortunately, we have to, to go through the, not, not that we have to be busy, but in order to make a living and, and survive, we have to be working, right? And so a big one I find is that essentially busyness, schedules, family life, work, all of these things, sometimes we forget to connect with our partners. And this is a really big need for a lot of people. And so you could say something like, I really need to feel connected from you. I'm feeling really disconnected from you. And can we find a day in the next week where we can 
just do something together, just the two of us, you know, instead of just getting to that point again, where you're feeling like you're disconnected and you're not really, you don't really have the emotional intelligence enough to recognize that and have the self-awareness. You might come out and say like, you don't even care about me. You're way too busy for me all the time. You know, maybe I should just get in your, talk to your assistant so I can get in your calendar, whatever it is. Right. Instead of that, just have a genuine conversation. And so I think you're starting to pick up the vibes here around what the key is to having your needs met is to directly but assertively and not passive aggressively ask for those needs to be met. Now, I am truly aware here that this can be really uncomfortable if we're not used to asking for our needs. And this is why I work on women with this stuff, because I know firsthand myself, I had to, I had to go through the really uncomfortable stage of asking for our needs to be met because we, if we weren't taught that and, and taught that pattern, of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable for us. And so we have to number one, unlearn that old pattern and then learn this new pattern. And in order to have emotionally connected, authentic relationships, we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. We have to be willing to be vulnerable. And that takes a lot of bravery and courage, my friend. I hear you on that. I truly do. And we need to be able to start leaning into the difficult things. We need to really take a moment to go, this is very uncomfortable and this is going to get my need met. And I think the biggest thing, and I I talk about this with my, one of my good friends who we talk about this all the time in relationships and stuff like that is that, um, you know, it is uncomfortable on the other side. When I do ask for my needs to be met, I feel much better whatever the outcome is. And again, this is different in context of each relationship, whatever the the outcome is, is that I have done my job. I have taken care of myself and that is my responsibility in the situation. It's not my responsibility to caretake the other person's emotions. And I have done my job today. And that's what I continue to tell myself when I feel like, oof, this is uncomfortable. (sighs) I also want to note when we talked about the beginning, What needs of mine are my partner's responsibility to meet? Okay. I realize that's a kind of an odd question now that I think about it. My, my partner should meet my needs. And I think the big thing I'm trying to get to is that my partner and no partner is ever, ever going to meet all of your needs. And there should be no expectation attached to that relationship that they should meet all those needs. And I know this, this is why I say, you know, I am married to a man, but I say that I'm in a poly relationship because I know he doesn't have, he doesn't meet all my needs and I don't expect him to meet all of my needs, nor does he expect me to meet all of his needs. And so we go to other people to have different needs met. And this example would be, you know, when I sit down and talk with one of my good friends, it's like, I'm getting a different um, conversational need that I don't get from my partner. Right. Because it's, it, I don't expect them to meet all my needs. I don't. Um, having said that, you know, they should meet most of your needs. They should be a person who you feel safe enough to even ask for your needs to be met. And that's what I'm trying to get across. I hope that makes sense. And I think also making sure, I think I already said this, but making sure that um, we recognize that I am not expected to meet all of my partner's needs. That's a big one. Like I'm, it's not my responsibility to 
sit here and make sure that I'm perfect enough and all of their needs are met, you know, and having conversations about this is valuable in relationships and making sure, like when I say to my partner, I'm not going to say like, you don't even meet all my needs. That's not a really good conversation, right? That's not going to evoke emotional connection with someone and authenticity and, and safety. We want to have a conversation around like, here are my needs, right? Number one, we have to know what our needs are. And then cool. Which of these needs are we going to get met in this relationship? And so I, I do want to say that all this information I'm talking about is based off of a safe relationship. If you have, um, and I'm not even a safe relationship, I guess a relationship where there is open-mindedness from your partner, willingness and connection between two people. So if you have clearly communicated your need, how you want your need to be met. You've used a script. You said, Hey, I'm feeling disconnected from you. I really need some time together. Can we schedule a time where we get together, where we hang out in the next couple of days, right? If you ask how that needs to be met and then your partner does not meet the need, then that is a situation where you have to sit and start to analyze the situation, you know, thinking about, is this a consistent behavior? Is this a one-off where, you know, potentially something else got in the way of them meeting the need, but really being real with yourself and ask yourself, can I stay with a person, even if they're never going to meet this need, then also thinking about, okay, when I prioritize this relationship versus the need that I'm asking to be met, which one is of higher priority for me? And is this really, a a, you know, bottom line, non-negotiable that I am not willing to ha- not have met, or am I able to have some flexibility and, and be able to sort of shift and be, I guess, flexible with the situation. So I, you really have to start thinking and asking yourself questions, thinking about, is this a relationship that's going to be conducive to getting my needs met? Am I asking too much of my partner? And I know these are all really complex questions. If you have any more questions about any of this, just please reach out to me um, on my Instagram at Alexa Ray Schieffer. You can find it in my bio in here, but really ask, you know, these questions are really valuable to ask yourself. Um, and, and I think the bottom line is when a, when a partner really shows a pattern, right? Like this is not just a one-off thing. We can't just be black and white. Oh, they didn't meet my need. I'm never trying them again. That's not how this works, right? It's a, it's a relationship of compromise. But if this person finds, always shows a clear pattern that they can't meet your need, we have to, you know, really understand, have conversation and really accept that it's our responsibility to get that need met. And we have to make a conscious choice um, around what we're going to do with this information, right? So does this mean I'm going to go and have a conversation with my partner and say like, okay, if this need is something that you're not willing to help me get met, then I'm going to, you know, is it okay if I try and find somewhere else to get that need met? Or, you know, it might be a whole conversation around like, is this a relationship where I'm always not getting my needs met? And then we have to reevaluate the relationship, which is another conversation for another day. But I think that at the end of the day, the big message, if you take nothing else from this, is that you cannot expect someone to read your mind. You need to be clear on what your needs are. And you can't expect someone to do or see anything if they don't know. And you also need to recognize no one can meet all of your needs and looking at your relationship, are your needs being met? Okay. Um, and so that's all I have to chat about today. I hope this was valuable. 
please send me a shout out on Instagram. If you feel like this was a valuable conversation, peace out everyone. Hello, lovely human. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Authentically You. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening. And I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time. And if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well. And let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing. Because let me tell you, that is when the true magic happens.